Jesus. Amen. As many of you know, there are those that are quarantined, those that are not out and about, which leaves a lot of uh, areas handicapped in a lot of different places. But nonetheless, Jesus is still Lord. I want to emphasize the fact that uh, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so it's very important that we encourage others to trust in God and to know that God is the ultimate voice of everything that happens, everything that is going on. And the end of all things, it is Jesus. And so uh, I want to bless you this evening as we go forth in the word of God and as we go forth in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. Father, we pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord, and each one in the sound of my voice, Lord God, those that will hear this message, those that are participating right now, Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord. Father, we thank you for your kindness, Lord God, all that you have done and what you're going to do. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would carry us further in your word. Bless us, Lord God, to be faithful to you, to hear and to see with your eyes, Lord, with your ears, in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I want to welcome you to Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California, where Jesus is Lord. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. and Tuesday comprehensive Bible study begins at 7 p.m. We're journeying through the book of Ezekiel on Tuesdays and Sundays we are in the book of Acts. If you have missed any of the messages, you can go to connectingtruth.org, click God on Demand for archive messages. And so with that being said, we're going to go into the word of God, and that is Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. And we did a recap of the four, um, the vision that Ezekiel saw he saw a seraphim that had four faces, a face of a human, the face of a lion, the face of an ox, and the face of an eagle. And that is also found in the archives. And so now we're back in the 20th chapter. We completed that recap to bring those, our listening audience, up to speed to where we were. And so in the 20th chapter, beginning at the 8th verse through the 20th, uh, it reads, But they rebelled against me and would not hearken unto me. They did not every man cast away the abomination of their eyes. Neither did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I said, I will pour out 
my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I wrote not my, for my name's sake, that it should not be polluted before the heathens among whom they were in whose eyes I made myself known. So the people that were not going to church, the people that were uh, God considered those that were not worshiping him, those that was not seeking him. Uh, he even had respect for them not to not to do something in their presence uh, because they knew of him and he did not want anything to tarnish his name. We should feel the same about the Lord and not want anything to tarnish his name. And he said that he, he testified that I brought them out of the land of Egypt. Wherefore, I caused them to go forth out of the land of Egypt and brought them forth into the wilderness and gave them my statues and showed them my judgment, which if a man do, he shall live in them. If you do, if you commit yourself, if you practice the statues of the Lord, you will live in them. Now, this is a key. This is key. This is uh, people don't get this, but the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is governed by his statue. So it's impossible to live in his presence without you governing yourselves according to his word. Moreover, I also gave them uh, my Sabbath to be a sign. And you need to underline this, that he gave them his Sabbath to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctified them. A day of religious observance, the Sabbath, it's a day of religious observance and abstinence from work. Now, this was kept by the Jews from Friday through Saturday evening, and, and we practice it on Sundays. Uh, if no other day, we should be in service on Sunday unless we are bedridden, there's been, uh, we understand. And even then the Bible said, if you're sick, call for the elders of the church and they will anoint you and pray for you. And if you have sin, your sin would even be forgiven. Uh, but uh, do we believe that? Or is it that we use the sickness as an excuse that I just don't want to be in service? But the service, the Sabbath was set aside as a sign between us and God. It was a day, in other words, God was saying that if you honor this day along with me, I'm going to honor this, you honor this, then you're going to find out something about me that you did not know. Now, the scripture doesn't say that in those words, but in order to, in, if you're going to know somebody, you're going to learn something about them that you did not know before. You might be around someone that, that they look pretty serious all the time and, and you find you get with them uh, away from the work environment and you find out they're one of the funniest, most uh, comic people that there is to be around. They will have you cracking up and just laughing, just uh, letting you exposing themselves. But when they're in the work environment, they're about the business. So in order to get to know the Lord, you have to be in his presence. You have to be where he wants you to be at uh, You that date that he wants to take you on, which is the Sabbath day, so that you will know him. And he's the one that sanctifies us. The 13th said, verse says, but the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes and they despised my judgments. 
which if a man do, he shall live in them. And my Sabbath they greatly polluted. Then I said, I will pour out of my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. But again, I, I wrought for my name's sake that it should not be polluted before the heathen in whose eyes I brought them out. Yet also I lifted up my hand unto them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. I made them a promise that I'm going to bring them into a certain place of comfort, a certain place of enjoyment, a certain place that they will uh, be able to relax and and flourish in uh, a land that is cherished and and uh, desired by many. But because they despised my judgments and walk not in my statues, but polluted my Sabbath for their heart went after their idols. Their heart went after their heroes. Their hearts went after Greek philosophy and other uh, different philosophies that was in the area. Their hearts went after the celebrities that, uh, that they admired so much, their obsessions that they acquired uh, looking to see and, and, and seeing what others had. You, you know, uh, the, the Bible lets us know how Israel uh, saw other nations with kings, and so they began to cry out and say, we want a king. They refused to realize and understand that God was their king. He's the one that brought them out of Egypt. He's the one that brought them out with a mighty hand, a strong arm. However, they wanted something tangible. And so therefore Saul, who was tall among them and, and uh, tall, dark, and handsome, so to speak, but yet he would make be a hard taskmaster, a hard king to be up under. They had the right king, but they traded him off for a different obsession. Uh, how many things have we traded off to the Lord? How many ideals have we come up with? And, uh, you know, we traded God off for those things. And this is what Israel did. They traded God off for idols. Uh, they traded God off for the for celebrity. They traded him off for the thing, the statue that they saw, for the obsession that caught their attention. They, they traded him off for the eye candy, the ear candy, you know, the things that, that, they, that they thought was good. Nonetheless, my eye spared them from destroying them. This offended God. This hurt God's feelings. Just like you feel hurt when someone betrays you, God felt the same way. Neither did I make an end of them in the wilderness. When I wanted to end the relationship, I didn't. I kept it going because I was looking at the end result. And this is what God looks at. And I am so glad he looks at the end result. Uh, bless your name, Jesus. He said, but I said unto their children in the wilderness, walk ye not in the statutes of your fathers, neither observe their judgment, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God, walk in my statutes and keep my statutes and do them and hallow my Sabbath and they shall be a sign between me and you that you may know that I am the Lord your God. I believe even enough has been said already, enough for all of us to spend some time at the altar becoming reacquainted with the Lord. I believe that when we stop and consider what God is saying, uh, that we could take some time and, you know, we've been fasting and, and praying and, and I pray that, that everyone that, that took a fast day is, is holding, is being faithful to that day. 
because we need to be committed unto the Lord so that we can see the sign that he set up between us. Uh, we didn't just get up and, and, and make our way to service and, you know, it's on our heart to be here. And, and, and that's great. That's a great blessing. And God does not ignore that. God sees our commitment. God sees just what's going on. And he says, I'll meet you there that you may know that I am the Lord. And this is significant. This is what stands out to me in the scripture is that God is saying, I want you to get to know me. I want an intimate relationship with you. You need to be well acquainted with me. You're not going to spend eternity with somebody that you're not well acquainted with. And so there is an acquaintance, a partnership, a relationship that is yet to be nurtured and continually nurtured while we are here in this time. It's easy to claim the Lord. Many people say, I, I'm, I'm, I know the Lord. He's my Lord and Savior. Uh, but uh, eight times uh, I see the word but it's listed here eight times, which is contrasting with what has already been mentioned. In other words, Israel, if you ask them about the Lord, they would tell you, yes, I know the Lord. But it's the Lord saying, I know you. There's a difference in claiming to know somebody and them claiming also to know you. It's a difference, you know, as a kid would do. A, a kid would tell you that, you know, I like that girl. That's my girlfriend. And she would be like, I don't know him or vice versa or, or, or the same as we grow up or all that singer or that athlete, you know, and we lay claim on something or somebody that know nothing about us. Uh, if we had a flat tire on the side of the road, their tour bus would just keep on passing by and, and going down the road. Uh, it would be rare, a rare instance where they stop and help you change your tire or, or see you and, and want to be of assistance to you. They've gone on about their business because they don't know you. Does the Lord know you? If he doesn't know you or if you claim to know him, uh, you should want him to claim to know you as well. It's easy to claim to know him. But listen here, the Gospel of Matthew provides us with some insight. Now, uh, uh, not everyone uh, that said unto me or that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom. But here it is again, this word but. He that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven, everyone is not going to enter into the kingdom. So let me go here with that. Everyone is not going to. And I know this is talking about for rewards, but I'm going to talk about it here in this day and time. Everyone that opened their eyes up this morning did not enter into the presence of God. Everyone that went throughout the day did not enter into the presence of God, even though if you spoke with them and talked to them and they would tell you, yes, I know the Lord. They would tell you, yes, I am a Christian. However, they did not enter into his presence. None today. They did not even speak to him. Him. They did not acknowledge him. They didn't pray. They didn't praise. They didn't worship. Nothing went on that identifies them as a believer, as a matter of fact. Mm, bless your Lord Jesus. Some of them did some things that was very contrary to the will of God, uh, just like the children of Israel did. And so therefore the Lord says, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven, there is an exception there. There is something very exceptional about this. In other words, if you are lined up with the will of God and you ought to know within your Noah that in your Noah and your Noah Noah that, that you are in the will of God by the things that you do, by the rejection.
rejections that you make. I reject doing that. I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not going to say those things. I'm not going to entertain that thought. I'm going to run away from that thing. I'm going to step to the side and let that thing pass me by. I'm not about that life. I'm about this life. So he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven, that's the one that's going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me in that day. Now, I want you. There is a conversation that God is said is going to occur in the near future. Matter of fact, this conversation uh, may have. And I'm just going to put it like this. This conversation has already occurred in the lives, uh, the life of many. In other words, when they left here out of time and stepped into eternity, many would say it to him. They had a conversation with him. They said, Lord, we have prophesied in thy name. This is very frightening here. Lord, we prophesied in thy name and we cast out devils in thy name and we've done many wonderful works in thy name. And then the Lord said uh, that they profess, he professed unto them, I don't know you. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that were iniquity. In other words, mm, you did those things. You preached in his name. Uh, you cast out devils in his name. You was, in, you was given a title evangelist, pastor, preacher, bishop, uh, overseer, uh, archbishop, whatever. However, your life did not line up with the works that you were doing. It's a dangerous thing to start, to start taking the glory of God that I'm doing this work. And the Bible plainly says that the work was done in the name of Jesus. So it was not the name of Carl. It was not the name of Peter. It was not the name of John. It was not the name of anyone that comes to your mind that healed the man at the gate that was baptized in, uh, that was that you called upon to be filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, that saved your life. It was none of them but Jesus Christ. And so the power is in the name of Jesus. So no one takes credit for that. So for me to say or for anyone to say that I did that in your name as if God is supposed to say, Hmm, I'm grateful that you did that. Listen, Jesus gave this parable. The disciples was asking him a question and he told them, he said, and, and I'm paraphrasing this, but he, and you'll find this over in Luke. Uh, but it, it comes to mind right now about how a, he told the disciples, he said, if you had a servant and you told that servant, you came in, you told that servant to go fix you something to eat and you sat down and ate and that servant served you and did all that he was supposed to do. You don't owe that servant a thank you. You don't owe that servant anything because that servant did his job and that's what he was supposed to do. So when we have faith in God and we go out and do the work of the Lord and we preach in his name and we cast out devils in his name and we minister and we heal in his name, uh, that is, is his name doing all the power. We're just a vessel that is carrying the name to from place to place, from person to person. We are just doing what we are supposed to do. There is no thank you to be brought to us. There is no glory to be given unto us because we are servants of the Lord. So therefore, we are doing what we're supposed to do. Therefore, 
Whosoever hear these sayings of mine and do of them, I will liken him unto a wise man. I want to be considered a wise man. Don't you want to be considered a wise person unto the Lord? One that is doing the things that God has called them to do. Not like the one that stands in the mirror, sees their reflection, know that there is something, there's some, some, a smudge on your cheek, there's a booger hanging off your nose, there, there's some sleep in your eye, and, and you turn around and you leave those things in place rather than removing them, rather than cleaning yourself up, washing your face taking a bath, doing what it takes to, to, to make yourself look right, feel uh, uh, and to be able to be presentable in the presence of God. Instead of you doing that, you leave from in front of the mirror and remain the same. That's not a wise person. The Bible says that he that doeth them, doeth the will of God, that he at first hear, when we're talking about the word listen, that the word listen has the same letters as being silent. And so in order to be a good listener, we must be silent. And, and so uh, those that are silent and hear the sayings of the Lord and do of them, he'll liken unto a wise man. How were they able to prophesy? They cast out devils. They did those great works. But yet they were a castaway. A person who has been shipwrecked, stranded. They're in an isolated place. A person that has been shipwrecked, stranded, this person that has been isolated from God, did not fully believe and live a life that was not the same as what God was calling for. In other words, God was based on the their own personality instead of the characteristics of a sovereign God. Now, Philippians 2, 5 through uh, the fifth verse says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The children of Israel, when they came out of the land of Egypt and Moses had sent them down to spy out the land. First off, Moses was not told to go and spy out the land. He, he was given other instructions. However, he sent those men down to spy out the land. All of them came back with a report of that, except two who had a not only a different report, but also the Bible said they had a different spirit. They had a different spirit. They didn't come back with their own personality, their own thoughts. This is dangerous. This is detrimental in the life of the believer. And that is to walk with your own personality in God, to walk with your own mindset. Well, this is me and this is how I'm going to do it. I don't care what you say. The word of God says, even though that they've read it for themselves, I'm going to do it my way. That is your own personality and it is detrimental. It is killing. It is more dangerous than what the nation, the, the pandemic that everybody is dealing with right now. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Romans 12 and 2 says, be not conformed to this world. Now, people are running around. They're, they're conforming to everything else around them except the, the word of God. Now, now, let me just go here for a moment. I was thinking the other day about, about the young man, uh, Kobe Bryant, that just uh, lost his life in, in a terrible, tragic accident, along with so many others. And, and I remember the news report saying that, uh, that what he did before, uh, hours before this accident, 
Now, I watched the people that gathered in the street and those that was very uh, uh, despondent over what happened and everything and, and how they said he was a mentor and how they said that 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 he made a difference in their life, you know, and, and that. Hours before this tragic accident, he was at church. He was at church that morning. I haven't heard nobody saying, you know what, uh, that brother was going to church. Maybe there's something to it. I'm going to go to church, too. I haven't heard that testimony. I haven't heard nobody saying anything about those footsteps. What steps are you making? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I heard a lot of people talking about their mind being renewed. I, I don't hear that no more. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. They can and will excuse themselves or can uh, will excuse their themselves from the sacraments. Now, I want you to understand something that when we talk about sacraments, uh, uh, people think about communion. They think about the bread. They think about the wine. They think about the singing and the service. They think. But listen, it's the sacrament. Here's a sacrament right here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hmm. It's important that we highlight those things in our spirit. Romans 11, 29 said, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Every minister, every person that claimed to have had an encounter with God uh, that claim that they're doing the will of God should understand and make sure that they're calling election is of God. No matter how you speak in tongues, you could dance like David, you could preach like Paul, as they like to say, you could sing like the Psalms, you can write like a psalm. But listen. If you have taken the Lord's statues, ignored his judgment, reasoning with reason yourself away from living by them, you've done nothing at all. Listen, whatever call a man may pretend to have, if he has not been called to holiness, he certainly has not been called to ministry. A significant part of serving God is avoiding those things that pull us away from him. You can't claim to be a follower of Christ and you're going the opposite way. You're doing the things that God said don't do and you're making excuses. You can't do that. Hmm. Your job. People call us sick from church, but they don't call us sick from work. Your job by law cannot stand between you and your God. You know this. I know that. Others know this. And so therefore, the Sabbath. Now, listen, I've worked on Sundays. I've, I've worked at night. I've worked graveyard. I understand those things. But when there is times that you can be at service, that's what I'm talking about. The Sabbath is treated just like it's another day. And everything else takes precedent over the Sabbath, even when they're sick. What if God did not allow the healing to take place in your body? What if God did not heal your infirmity? 
Oh, he's going to do that. What makes you think he's going to do that? Or let's put it this way. The reward that a person receives here could be the only reward that they ever receive in their life. They could be receiving whatever, whatever comes to your mind here on and have nothing in eternity. Now, nothing stored up for them. They've been called by God. Mm, bless your Lord. The Bible says that there was some virgins, five wise, five foolish. Some took extra. Are you laying up extra for yourself? Are you laying up extra because you know that the voice, can you hear the voice of the bride? It's interesting to note that the voice of the bridegroom, when they heard the voice, when they heard the call, everybody heard it, but only five entered in. The other five knew it was time to enter in, but did not have enough. And therefore, they were locked out of what they should have been involved in. How many people have been locked out? Shame to say it. Don't won't confess that. But they've been locked out of what they should be part of. This is the time to get that extra that you need. Hmm. Bless your Lord God. The Sabbath is where we hear. The Sabbath is where we listen. The Sabbath is where we become equipped to carry out the Great Commission and God carries out his promise. I am so looking for God to carry out his promise that you may know that I am the Lord your God. I'm going to close with this passage of scripture in these words. James 4, 8, 1 through 10 says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be, be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. God is not interested in doing nothing less than showing you who he is and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. I'm going to anoint you uh, before we leave. But uh, for those that are listening, just stand by for a second. Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you right now, Father. Lord, I cover Lord God, with your anointing, covered by your blood, oh Lord God, in the name of Ah, hey, glory. Bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, I thank you right now, Lord God, for your, your blessing. I thank you right now, Lord God, for the faithfulness, Lord God. Lord, and I pray and ask that you open understanding right now, Savior. Lord God, open, enlarge, Lord God, the 
borders her borders right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we carefully give your name and praise and the glory. Lord God, as she lay hands upon the children, Lord God, Lord Jesus, I, I send your healing right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. Lord, for you said heaven and earth would pass away, but my word would stand. Lord God, we're excited about you. Lord Jesus, for what you have done, how you have cleansed us, how you've picked us up and turned us around. Lord God, you established us. Lord Jesus, you poured out your spirit into our lives and our surroundings, oh Lord God. You built a hedge about us that, Lord God, that we cannot be touched, Lord Jesus, without your permission, Lord God. You have blessed us, Lord God, with peace and understanding. Lord God, you have blessed us, Lord Jesus, uh, Lord Jesus, to seek you, Lord God, while we can. Lord Jesus, in our youth, Lord God, and our youthfulness, Lord God, and how you have blessed us in, in healing of our bodies, oh Lord God, and how you have blessed us, Lord God, on our jobs and in the school. Lord Jesus, in our community, Lord God, we pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to be the light, the beacon light, Lord God, that others may see your glory. Lord Jesus, we're not going to take it. We're not going to claim it as our own. Bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, but we're going to tell others about your goodness and we're going to bless others, Lord God, because you have blessed us. Father, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless each one that hears this message, that listens to it, Lord God, with understanding, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, you're the perfect speaker. You know how to talk to our hearts. Lord Jesus, you know how to bless our minds when we lay down at night, when we rise up in the morning. Lord Jesus, you know just what's needed in our lives. Lord Jesus, you know the right words to be said. You know the right emphasis and where to place them at, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, and we depend on you. We trust in you, Lord God, to, to, to keep us uh, rooted and grounded, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, uh, you, you told us to let uh, uh, this mind uh, that was also in Christ to be in us, Lord God. And so therefore, help us, oh Lord God, in areas that we don't understand, uncertainties, oh Lord God. Lord, uh, whatever, Lord Jesus, uh, the situation is, we know that you have full control and you have full measure of it, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Savior. Lord Jesus, we have committed our lives unto you, Lord God. We pray and ask that you would help us, Lord Jesus, to, uh, to live according to your will. Lord Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Bless you, Jesus. Again, certainly we thank and praise God for all of those that have joined in and listened. Amen. We'll be back on Sunday morning to minister the word of God as the Lord leads us to do. We pray that you be blessed and that the peace of God be with you. His understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.